predictive maintenance overall can lead to 70% fewer breakdowns and 25% fewer maintenance costs. The potential of the Internet of Things is well known. But how do we actually implement it? How can people and companies benefit from it? In this podcast, I meet experts from Infineon, partners and customers who tell me how it can work and what it takes to make IoT work. My name is Thomas Reinhardt. I'm your host and I am excited to bring this podcast to all of you. Buildings that can hear and see their environment and react accordingly. Science fiction or reality? This is the topic that I will discuss today with my guests. I'm pleased to welcome two of my colleagues. Julia Fichte is working as a manager emerging applications for smart buildings at Infineon. And together with her is Manuel Hollfelter, also manager emerging applications for smart buildings. Hi, Julia. Hi, Manuel. Thanks for being my guest today. Hi, Thomas. The pleasure is ours. Thanks for having us invited. Cool. Before we dive into use cases and technologies, let's start with some trends and numbers. Let's begin with urbanization. According to projections by the United Nations, more than seven out of 10 people will live in cities in the year 2050. This pushes the development of megacities with high-rise buildings, large apartment buildings, as well as huge office spaces and public buildings. The second megatrend we see is digitization. According to the European Telecommunications Network Operators Association, in 2025 there will be around 154 million active IoT connections in smart buildings, in Europe alone. Therefore, the demand for smart homes and smart buildings is becoming increasingly stronger. But what exactly is the difference between smart homes and smart buildings, Julia? When we talk about the smart home, we mean the residential home, the house or the apartment that you and I live in. But when we talk about smart buildings, we mean the public and commercial use buildings like airports or office buildings. And these can also be entire apartment buildings that are operated for economic reasons. But the individual apartment within such an apartment building in turn can again be a smart home. But when we think about the apartment building, the plumbing or the shared electrical infrastructure would still be part of a smart building. But regardless whether we now talk about a smart home or a smart building, both concepts have a similar goal. By adding smartness, homes and buildings should become more comfortable, more secure and more energy efficient for the people who are inside of it. As a resident of my own small smart home, I personally at least know what advantages this offers. But what do companies get out of a smart building? So I'm thinking of two major advantages here. Um, first, increasing energy efficiency and creating cost savings in general. This is what companies can get out of a smart building. When you consider that 40% of energy consumption and 36% of CO2 emissions in the European Union are caused actually in buildings, you can imagine that this also means enormous energy costs for operators. Also, the achievements in Industry 4.0 and the smart home market uh, make digitalization the new normal in the building industry. 
Therefore, tenants, residents, workers, or buildings expect a minimum smartness of these buildings. But also, of course, companies can reduce their operations costs and actively contribute to lower their emissions by making the building smarter. Especially for companies that offer building equipment, smart buildings open a big business potential for smarter products. Of course, there are even more benefits, but here just to mention some. Okay, thanks. That, that is quite obvious, but do you, what do you think, how can we make buildings actually smart in that case? So it is important here that the building as a structure itself cannot become smart, but it becomes smart when we break it down into its elements. So a smart building becomes smart through all the connected and intelligent devices that are placed inside of it. And that can be numerous elements or also domains, how we call it in the building automation industry. For example, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, elevators, access control, lighting, fire detection, energy supply or water heating systems, so there are a lot of elements inside a building, and these were only a few. These elements, however, are in itself not smart, but with, when we equip them with the right technology, they are able to see, hear, and understand their surroundings and perform appropriate actions. Then sensors are here the neural system of a building that collect in real-time data about a building's operation, its environment, and its devices. Microcontrollers then process the data and all types of building components so that actionable insights can be gained out of the collected data from the sensors. Then we also have power semiconductors that set things in motion while also guaranteeing a high efficiency and energy conversion. And last but not least, robust connectivity is the heartbeat of a smart building. It unleashes the full potential. Only if seamless communication between the elements and devices, the cloud and the network is ensured, the full potential of smart buildings can be utilized. And there we can use wire technologies such as power over Ethernet or also wireless technologies like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and Bluetooth Flow Energy. So in a nutshell, it is the interplay of all the elements of a smart building, but also the technologies that bring a building to life and make it smart. So now let's think of two concrete examples like lighting or air conditioning systems. They are not smart at all, but equipped with the right technology, they are able to detect if people are in the room and can adjust the temperature or switch the light on and off. So for presence detection, one could think of Infineon Pass CO2 sensor or our 60 gigahertz radar family as an example. Or let's take an elevator as another example. It takes people from one floor to another. That's it. Of course, this requires a lot of hardware, but that alone does not make the elevator intelligent. Add sensors, connectivity, and software, and suddenly the elevator becomes smart. And that opens up a whole new range of possibilities. After all, I don't want to get stuck in the elevator because it's broken. It is much better if the anomaly is detected early. That enables building operators to evaluate features to proactively respond to such issues before they become costly failures, but also before they become a problem for me as a tenant or as a user of a smart building. Mm -hmm. So preventing devices uh, from failures and uh, what are the right technologies in your case to, so to say, make this possible 
or to at least get informed before an incident happens? So the technology that we use here is predictive maintenance. And thanks to predictive maintenance, it is possible to predict when devices fail so that maintenance activities can be conducted before this happens and before, for example, we would be stuck in a broken elevator. And this is not only important so that we don't get stuck in elevators, but also because predictive maintenance overall can lead to 70% fewer breakdowns and 25% fewer maintenance costs, while also extending the lifetime of an equipment like an elevator by 20%. But in order to implement predictive maintenance, it is crucial that all those elements that we've just discussed, so the sensors, microcontrollers, and connectivity all work together. But putting all of that together and then even taking this a step further and adding software to it to go from mere condition monitoring to actual predictive maintenance can be quite challenging. And that's why we recently launched the new extensive predictive maintenance evaluation kit at Infineon to offer our customers a starting point for a quick and easy evaluation of sensor-based condition monitoring and predictive maintenance. And this solution was co-developed with the IoT service provider ClickerTech and is also powered by the cloud service provider AWS. So that is really an end-to-end -end solution for our customers. And this kit includes, on the one hand, our hardware, meaning sensors such as the extensive barometric pressure sensor DPS-368, our XMZ-4700 industrial microcontroller, of course, also embedded security with the Optica Trust M, and also Wi-Fi connectivity module. But on the other hand, it also includes software for anomaly detection, as well as cloud formation templates from our partners, ClickerTech and AWS. So here we as Infineon, we deliver the hardware for all this. It is the basis. We have years of experience and the perfect products for the different target applications um, that involve heating, ventilation and air conditioning. HVAC equipment, as well as motors, fans, drives, compressors, refrigeration, and other components of a smart building. So together with the connectivity and software, we support here our customers to easily evaluate sensor-based condition monitoring and predictive maintenance features. But of course, predictive maintenance is driven by software and data-enabled intelligence. But it's important, the underlying basis, the fundament, still remains the hardware and will also remain the hardware. Without the right sensors, microcontrollers, or connectivity solutions, you end up having a piece of software algorithm just running in the cloud that misses the link between the real and the digital world, so namely the hardware itself. This predictive maintenance evaluation kit is really a good example and proves how Infineon really makes IoT work. However, a lot of people still have concerns when it comes to the connectivity part, because with the connection to the cloud comes the risk. And to stay with the elevator example, no one wants to end up on floor 22 when they actually wanted to go to floor 12 or even worse, get stuck in the elevator because someone has gained unauthorized access to the elevator control, right? 
Absolutely, I totally agree. And this is why security is a basic requirement in any connected equipment to prevent such things from happening. And for this reason, we already built hardware-based security into our kit right from the start. Exactly. And also part of this is authentication as along with security, also authentication plays a very important role to avoid um, building in fake products. So here we also use the Optica Trust M embedded security solution for secured connection and authentication, as well as AWS account registration to really ensure security and authentication for all the smart equipment inside a smart building. As data is the fundamental smart building operates on, it is especially important that the building management system can really rely on the data and knows that it comes from a module that is not compromised due to security or authentication issues. Hmm. But I don't know, still such a smart building that sees, hears and understands its surrounding and, and then starts acting accordingly, it still sounds a little bit like science fiction to me. So actually, it's not science fiction anymore. Already today, smart buildings exist. And for example, there are even two in Europe. One is the Cube in Berlin and the other is the Edge in Amsterdam. And the Edge in Amsterdam is one of the pioneering smart buildings. It's a 40,000 square meter office building with a beautiful, completely glazed facade. And inside the Edge, there are around 28,000 sensors that are fitted inside the building. They measure parameters such as humidity, brightness, and temperature. And together with microcontrollers and actuators can adjust the elements inside the Edge accordingly so that employees are always provided with ideal conditions at their workplace. So stuffy air and rooms that are too hot or too cold or lights that are too bright or too dark are a thing of the past. And this all happens thanks to all those sensors and other smart building technology inside the edge. And also to come back to the topic of climate change that Manuel had in the beginning, The Edge can also optimize its operations thanks to the smart building technology and therefore manages to consume 70% less electricity than a conventional office buildings. So this proves again that smart building are also an important element in our fight against climate change. So to implement all these features and benefits for a smart building, it's really important to remember that this only works hand in hand with all the stakeholders in the ecosystem. So component makers, module makers, system integrators, device manufacturers, building management platform providers, architects, and so on and so forth. Collaborations among hardware, software, and service providers are the genesis of the custom IoT and cloud solutions that are enabling companies to reduce the development efforts and explore and expedite time to market reductions. This holds especially true for smart buildings and smart home applications. Only if all partners work together and bring in their expertise along the smart building value chain, as we are already doing with AWS, ClickerTech and others, can we take this development even further. Collaboration and partnership, such important prerequisites in so many areas. Thank you for your insights into this exciting topic, Julia and Manuel. This brings us to the end of this episode. Dear listeners, for more information, please visit infinion.io. 
We will publish the next episode soon. In this upcoming episode, we will talk with Vikram Gupta about connectivity as IoT's heartbeat. Take care and until the next time. Goodbye.